Three, two, one. Wyatt. Good evening, Brett. How are you? Not too bad. Episode four. Where, and where the fuck is my toilet paper? I don't know. You tell me. What have you been using? Leaves? Uh, clean wipes. Mm. Not bad. So, so Clean yeah. your asshole and sanitize it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Be safe. Yeah, it's, it's some serious logic. Be safe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as everyone probably knows, toilet paper hysteria is very real in Australia. It's a fucking, it's a joke. It's too, it's not even funny to be honest. It's it's an embarrassment to be an Australian almost. It's so going it's, to be global, isn't it? Like the whole world's just looking at us. Going, what the fuck are these idiots doing? I know, I know. It's um, not the first time. So it's reached our shores, the coronavirus. If you don't know, which you do know, because everyone's know tripping, everyone's tripping hard. You can't go anywhere without having a conversation about it. And yeah, so everyone's buying toilet paper. You got to get that toilet paper. See a doctor in uh, Liverpool emergency department and contracted it. Really? Yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, it's not too far from home. <laughs> not too far at all. Yeah. It's the beginning of the end. Well, the dude in uh, North Sydney died, didn't he? He was a doctor, so he, he would have seen yeah. loads of patients, and then obviously they may have contracted it. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He's a second confirmed death. Mm. Ooh. So, do, do you know? Do you think it's just Australia that started this hysteria? Because it's not. It can't be. It happened in um, Hong Kong first. The power of the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I got a little info off about it because I, I didn't know about this type of research People need to today. Know. It's been the the fucking topic of the week at home, at work, mm. on the subway with some weird dude. Everywhere you go, it's not. Where enough. is the toilet paper? You see the uh, news report this morning. No. So it made the news. It's a. It's an epidemic, yeah. the toilet paper issue. Mm. And then uh, what's even more concerning is they reported on a truck that was delivering a much needed, uh, much needed load of toilet paper yep. caught on fire this morning. Oh no! Anarchy, anarchy, anarchy. for toilet paper, right? And it was someone lit it. It was top tier news. Yeah, of course. It they was. had a reporter out there like on site. No. Yeah. All this ply going to waste. So Hong Kong started this shit, everybody. Pun intended. One of the first tweets showing empty supermarket shelves following China's coronavirus outbreak appeared in Hong Kong on February 5. So literally almost a month ago, uh, with a political journalist, Alvin L, writing about troubling online rumours causing a sudden surge in demand for toilet paper. So February 5th, this started. <laughs> and so Hong Kong were off it and they're telling everyone to calm down. It's just like, it's not a problem. Relax. <laughs> Why toilet paper? I don't get it. Oh, because they think they're going to be um, in isolation for like up to 12, 14 days, whatever it is. Toilet paper, though? Yeah. I didn't think that was like the most essential item. It's I didn't not. think it was a top tier essential item. Well, what, what I what thought maybe you... food? Maybe water? Can, canned food. Canned food? You imagine that would be the guy. Spam be flying off the shelf? So what would you do, in all seriousness, if you ran out of toilet paper and tissues... No news. You just go newspaper, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's the logic. If you really had to. We're fucking idiots, man. You just, <laughs> I'm pretty off. Just spread yeah, the cheeks country. and give it a clean escape. Yeah. You never know. It's bloody bizarre. And you know what the irony of it is? All the companies that make toilet paper from Australia, so like in Hong Kong, like the ones we use, like Sor- Sorvin and all the other ones. Yep, Quilton. Yeah, they're made in Australia. <laughs> so <laughs> like... China have a reasoning because, like, a lot of their factories are getting shut down, but ours aren't. So there's no, like, sudden urge to be like, oh, my God, we're, we're going to have a shortage. They're just licking their lips, all these companies. They're just going, <laughs> yeah, nice. Keep it coming, Finally, guys. Finally, a big breakthrough. 
Yeah. See, I thought it started by someone just seen, um, and not to be racist at all, someone just seen a couple of Asians grabbing shitloads of toilet paper and thought, fuck, they know something we don't know. What do they know? Stock up. Know? <laughs> Stock up. Let's get it home. Let's get it secure. Don't know what we're going to do with 60,000 rolls of fucking toilet paper when this all sizzles out. But... Yeah, I reckon. Just, just put it in the spare room or in the shed. Yeah. Give me sort of Make a bed out of it. You'll be right. Yeah. It's just monkey see, monkey do, do isn't it? Like, at the end of the day, as you said, the power of the internet, and everyone's just like, oh, if he's doing it, I better do it just in case. Uh, have you heard from anyone Shocking. from Woolworths? No. I haven't asked the question. We should have reached the eight day no. podcast. There no. were loads of stories going on. Nah, we shouldn't have. Yeah. Glad we didn't. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Everyone's heard a lot about it. So, yeah. Hope everyone's got toilet paper. I only got one roll in all seriousness. So, I'm slightly concerned. <laughs> slightly concerned I wasn't prepared. So, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I already oh, joked yeah. about it at work with my colleagues saying I'm just going to start stealing work's toilet paper. They got a huge delivery. They got paranoid. Where I work. <laughs> As I was so leaving, it spread as far as workplaces. Yeah, yeah. When I was leaving work at five o'clock, two dudes were coming in with like bloody trolleys full. It wasn't trolleys, but they were carrying all this um, toilet paper. And like, everyone everyone thought they were comedians. I, I was like the first one out because I'm always the first one out of work. <laughs> I'm like, that's like, gold guys. And like, one of them laughed. And then like all my other colleagues behind me who weren't far behind me done like similar jokes. And like you could tell they were off it pretty quick. But, um, but it's real. It's real. It's so real. Very what are we going to do when there's actually, well, I guess you probably couldn't say when there's actually an epidemic because people are treating this like an epidemic. It's definitely an epidemic, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I knew that comment would come back to bite me in the ass. But anyway. <laughs> Hence the hysteria. <laughs> anyway, just wash your fucking hands. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what Trump said, eh? Yeah. Well, that's what everyone's saying. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Mm. Apparently, it's like um, vigilant for 12 hours on hard surfaces. What so does like that mean? Railings, fucking. Oh, so it lives on the surface. Even your opal checkpoints, whatever you call them, scanners, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh, okay, yeah. Shit like that, and they're like telling people don't shake hands. Oh, I saw the best thing what? <laughs> today. I was watching like, because every morning I like watch those little five minute updates because I'm like, oh, we'll just see what's going on around the world. Yeah. See yeah. people freaking their fucking nut off. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's all these. World Health Organization officials and politicians in each country, and you just see them, uh, instead of shaking hands, they're going up and they're, like, tapping elbows. They're <laughs> <laughs> just, like, doing this weird chicken wing tap of the elbow, and like, how you going? How you going? Well, oh, nice to see ya. I'm so glad we never orchestrated this, but everyone knows what to do. <laughs> we look like dickheads. Muppets, eh? Yeah. We're <sighs> all losing the plot, but hey, we might look just back on this thing. We might look back on this and cringe. Who knows where it's going to be at in True. a month or I did, two I did months. buy myself some wipes yesterday. Not for my ass, for my hands. Yeah. Just clarify. Mm. Might have to use them on my ass when we run dry, but... <laughs> you know, just for the hands. You'll be right. Just so, for the hands. So that's happening, everybody. Hope everyone's got enough toilet paper. Truly, we truly hope from Strange Mates Podcast that everyone's <laughs> everyone's sorted out there and doing well. <clears throat> Clean assholes. Anyway, we got something better than toilet paper. Tell us about your friend on Facebook, Wyatt. No, no, let's let's not say she's my friend. <laughs> she's definitely not my friend. Your acquaintance. No, not even that. She added me on Facebook a couple yeah. months back, and I've seen it pop up a few times. And I think, well, I like to think that she's just taken the piss, but she just keeps posting it more and more for every like 
uh, romantic event that comes up or every holiday like season that comes up, Christmas, Valentine's Day. You're going to be alone. Yeah. Hey, I mean, she here. knows people are vulnerable and there's dudes out there that their dick pics aren't getting responded to. No. She's there for you guys. Yeah. So she is basically posting up a post, posting up a post uh, every time these holidays roll around. Mm. All these fucking... Days where, you know, romance is in the air and for some people it isn't. And she puts up a list of services for a certain price. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so, so she, I don't have the post it's on me. It's a personal but profile as like, well, eh? Exactly. It's a personal so profile. I'm pretty sure she has kids. <gasps> I didn't know that. Uh, and then she's basically just putting up um, holding hands is a certain price. I'll come and sit next to you for the day. We just hold hands. That's thirty bucks. Or uh, you want me to go with your family? That's a hundred bucks. Yeah, but, but there's an hour cap, isn't there? So it's like two, yeah. three hours. Two, three hours. She's like, yeah. and then she like clearly states the end of it: no kissing, uh, no physical uh, touching. And then at the end's like the grand package. It's like two seventy. We can kiss. We can make out with tongue. And Ooh. I'll change my relationship status for a week. Oh, only two seventy. Like, I don't know. Only two seventy. Not too shabby. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What like, doing with it all? But it's the new age, isn't it? It's like the it's the new age of I don't know. It's using social media. I'm so, I would say it's not a new age thing. It's probably been around for fucking yonks. But mm. just using social media for all kinds of oh yeah sexual adventures. Why not? Hey, but she's yeah. trying to cash in on it, which is uh, which is wise. It's, it's... It's 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 not wise when you think about <laughs> it. Doing it under your personal profile, like yeah, she should be a bit a, more in, incognito about it. But could be um, attracting some unwanted attention there yeah. if she is serious about it. Oh, she obviously is, man. You've sent me. You've just between you, me, and the people listening at home. <laughs> you've sent me a few images of it when the when it comes up in your feed. We're always like, "What is this girl for real?" Yeah, all sorts. You go to the park with you, hang out with you for three hours. I think the first one was a joke, but then she must have got that much like attention to it mm. that she's like, I don't know, maybe she's cashing in now. Yeah. Don't good, know. Good on her though. Good on her. She needs to get an OnlyFans. That's what she needs to do. What is OnlyFans? I'm really Can't uneducated me. on this subject and I keep I hearing know. it thrown around. Maybe I've been living under a rock. Educate me. Here we go. This is this is what they call their... Um, how they advertise it on their website. OnlyFans is a membership platform that allows fans to pay to see their favourite adult performers on a subscription. So no longer do you need to... Um... All right, I thought you were just going to give me general knowledge about this. I didn't know that you had this fucking... I loaded up, mate. Loaded up, up on a give website you a, give ready to go. Legit info on it. So like, <clears throat> What are you doing when I'm not around? <laughs> <laughs> just researching, mate. Researching, trying to bring... Something interesting at the table. Yeah, I call it researching too. But anyway. <laughs> so yeah, if you're an influencer, you're in the porn game, you're a cam girl, whatever, great way to make cash. But mm-hmm. I did hear when I um I heard about it like through uh, one of my friends to be honest, because it's like, really big in America. I don't think it's really popping off in Australia though. And um, but recently they lost up to four terabytes, not gigabytes, terabytes. Of their content, like on the cloud, so it was like leaked. So all these like people that have um like all these adult stars, because the the whole aim of it's to privatize their porn, isn't it? Is that yeah, the whole aim? So they're getting paid, to, yeah, basically. exactly, to privatize like, and to stop like tube websites that just leak 
everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's like straight to the source, pretty much. Yeah, tidying up revenue. Yeah, exactly. It's a great idea. It's been yeah, that be I don't know what it's worth only fans, but it'd be worth a shit ton. It's similar to porn stars cashing in on Snapchat. Do you remember when that was a thing? I think it still is a thing, but do you remember when that first started? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I remember I was in like the prime of Snapchat uh, when the porn stars discovered Snapchat and they could use it. Yeah. Without and they didn't charge anyone. Mm. It's it just great. building their profile. It was like. Great. Oh, and then, <laughs> and then yeah. they just... You're very enthusiastic yeah, about this one. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Reel it in. It was real innovation. Um, and then they discovered that, you know, oh, we'll just make it private and then we'll start charging people like, you get Snapchat accounts. And I'm like, yeah. I can't believe Snapchat's doing this, but mm. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, man, only fans now. Yeah. They've seen that gap in the market where it's like, you got to uh-huh. sign up. Like, for instance, like... Time to like, cancel all my Snapchat accounts and... Go to this. <laughs> Start downloading. Downloading now. Get yeah. on your phone. But yeah, it's um. So yeah, like your favorite porn stars and stuff will probably be on there. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> let's, yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Gonna call it a night. To do. Gotta go home and have uh, a dog. Fans to subscribe. But yeah, it's a it's a wise idea. So they got terabytes stolen from the cloud. You never trust the cloud, do you? No. I don't trust the cloud. And it was uploaded no, onto I Mega. The cloud. And I got a soft, soft spot for Mega. Do you know what Mega is? No. It was like uh, Kim.com. Do you know who Kim.com is? I do not. No, oh, you're in for You a know a shitload about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been around the block. Kim.com, man. He he had um a website, like a service called Mega Upload. Yep. Dot com. And basically, it was way before streaming services and all that jazz. And it was just, like, if I wanted to, like, send you an album, I'll just upload it on megaupload.com, and you'll just download it from there. It's like a Dropbox. Kind of, but it was way before Dropbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was going, I don't know, it was going for a while, not too long, probably like maybe a decade, maybe, maybe less. And then uh, the American government shut it down. So what, what do you reckon Kim done? Fucked off to New Zealand. He's like, see you guys. <laughs> He's been in New Zealand for the last 10 years, and they're trying to extradite him, but they can't. And the funnest fact about this bloke is he was number one on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, the multiplayer, like on Xbox 360. Oh, was he called um, Optic Predator? I don't know. I should double check that one. Oh, real? Okay. Because Opt- I knew there was this bloke who was pretty fucking wicked at it. I used to watch him all the time called Optic Predator. I used to watch him in Modern Warfare 2. It's a kid, mate. Optic Predator is a kid. Is it? It's <laughs> yeah, shit. So these images are showing. He looks like out, about 14. Been out of the gaming scene for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, Kim's um, Kim's an interesting bloke. All right. Well, you it. got to do what you got to do, don't you, to get the money? Mm. Get that cash money. Well, he's one of those blokes, though, isn't he? If you could... Like, there's 15 million players or something stupid on, on that, that Modern Warfare 3 at the time. And he was the best. And he had crazy. one of the biggest websites in the world. And then he had the arrogance to create Mega. After it got shut down, he moved to New Zealand, set up Mega. Mega's high, big difference between Mega and Mega Upload is Mega's super encrypted. Yep. So you're not seeing what's in there. So the government's not getting anyone anything. <laughs> so yeah, it was wise. He's a, he's a champ. But yeah, so that was uploaded on Mega. All, all the, the porn stars and adult stars are not happy because their content's out there. So it'll be on the streaming services soon, everybody. Don't worry. Your porn will be stocked up for a while. Four terabytes worth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's change the mood. What do you got? Let's get down. Let's, let's, are we going? Let's get down on life. Oh, no. Yeah. So my mate, this is kind of... Your mate? No, no. My mate was telling me about... Um, He's from Nepal. And he's telling me about, um, like, this, this sort of the slave market 
in like the Middle East. Do we need to start investigating where you find your mates, Brett? Or he's from Nepal, so he, he knows what the fuck he's talking about because he knows people that like are being like swindled into this. Yeah. And the more I looked into it, the more it was like very apparent it's a w- real thing. The BBC actually broke a story on it uh, late last year. I think it was like October twenty nineteen. And uh, it's basically about how the slave market is just just doing so well because of social media, because of, like all these apps. So like, Instagram, they're using like hashtags like maids and so on to um, sell. So they'll come over. So, so like you got to sponsor someone. So you sponsor someone from the Philippines. They'll come over and now like, okay, I've got this girl who I sponsor, but she works for me. Yeah. And then if I get sick of her, if I'm like, nah, she's not what I want. I can put her like on, there's also this um, app, it was called uh, For Sale, the app. Let me read you a little little blurb I wrote about it before I get too keen on it all. Thousands I do of, think I've seen this. And yeah, it's it's crazy. Thousands Probably of dom- just as shocked now as I was when I first seen it. Mm. So here we go. Thousands of domestic workers are being sold in various ways online through Instagram with hashtags such as house maids being used. There was a whole section on this app called For Sale. So just the number four, then the word sale directly oh, after yeah, it. Yeah, I have seen this app. I stopped using it after a couple of my packages got intercepted. But. <laughs> <laughs> Over a million people... Washing's still not done! <laughs> I'm off it! You bastard. <laughs> they said they were coming. Um, yeah, like over a million people using the Middle East, it's huge. And there's like a whole section on that app for domestic workers. So so you, you say Jeez. you get one over to work for you and then all of a sudden you've had enough, you can make a profit on it. It's like a black market for, for slavery. So you can like put it on this app and say you, you bought this person for 2000 American or whatever, you can sling it for like a five or something. Jeez. And they just treat them like animals. It's, it's so Is this still going? BBC's done amazing work. They really have. They, they like, spoke at, with a UN ba- ambassador. Do I remember watching a video on it? And I think they were in... Where were they? In the Middle East somewhere? Yeah, yeah, Kuwait. So there was this one girl that they, like, focused on. So this girl from Guinea. Um, and basically, this monster that used to call her animal. That's how they refer to it. Like, animal do this, animal do that. It's crazy, man. And so they just treat them like crap. So like for, for nine months, this like girl from Guinea um, was only paid for two months that she was there. And she was sold three times. And they put and like full 16. photos up like they're an actual product, don't they? Yeah. And they give you a description. Yeah. Fuck, man. It makes you like value where you live, eh? Yeah, man. And your situation. It was atrocious. I couldn't believe it. It made me so upset. But like, I think it's important to talk sold. about. sold. Uh, it seems shocking, but I reckon it happens. Every single day. It's happening everywhere, man. It's happening for years, obviously, but... Crazy. We just all carry on with our lives over here and just don't even pay no minds to it. I know. We don't have pain. We're just worried about toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all trying to get our fucking four-ply, 16-pack, yeah. and... Let me read you what the uh, the UN ambassador said about it all once the BBC like brought it to her attention. So the online slave market would not be possible without the system of employment used across the Gulf known as Capella where a domestic worker's visa is tied to their employer or sponsor. Under under the system, the domestic worker cannot quit their job or leave the country without their sponsor's permission. Kuwait has some of the strongest laws to prevent sponsors from abusing the system. But apps like For Sale and and Instagram and all this jazz just bypass it. And like they say that the the ambassador says they have real strict strict laws on it, but but they don't. The Middle East is like pretty gnarly. Wild like, West. 
Hey? Well, West, it's not West. Yeah, well, if, if you're like from the country, you treat it totally different. Yeah. You, you can you can get away with a lot more. And yeah, they were saying that about this person because they brought, they went in there, the BBC, and they filmed like interviewing the girl pretending they were going to like purchase her, cool. took it to the UN, and then took it to um, Kuwait authorities. And they're like, yeah, this ain't supposed to be happening, blah, blah, blah. And then they checked back on it a few months later and nothing happened to the lady that was. <laughs> How do they even get her in there? Well, they go out there. It's, it's bad, man. They, they go over and, like, con them into it. So imagine being from, like, a really, like, developed, like, poor developing country. And you get, like, people coming over going, oh, yeah, you can come, like, w- work in Qatar or Kuwait or wherever. And uh, we're going to look up. Promise them, like, and they all, they all, they all the think, good life. This is what they're doing. They're all thinking, I'm going to make money and send it back home. Yep. I'm going to look after my family. they all got best intentions, obviously. Just don't know that they're walking into oppression. Yeah, and they take the passport off. <coughs> That's the worst part. As soon mm. as they get there, they take the passport off. Yeah, it's not good. Any sponsor owns the that. passport pretty much, and then they give it back to the. They want to give it back. It's crazy. Nuts. So Facebook, you said Instagram, Google, Apple, all allowing this app. Yep. Is it still an app? For sale, yeah. It's it's used for like clothes, for anything. You can buy whatever on there. It's just like a huge eBay almost, but it's not like um, a ticking time bomb like before you got to purchase it. It's like, yeah, just like Gumtree. Gumtree is a better example. Just pop it up there. Hey, you want this? Jesus. But yeah, wow. it's super popular over there. And, well, and like it's... when I think when a country has a certain hierarchy like, like they do in the Middle East and they look down on people. Oh, I went there, man. Like I'm not talking out of my ass as well. I went to Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Like I know it's pretty like... For tourists, those sort of locations in the Middle East. Well, the airports are done up real nice, aren't they? Oh, but Give you a different perception. Everywhere's air conditioning. Even the, city, the cities, though, as well, I guess. Abu Dhabi's massive. Yeah, they all have, like, well, the biggest everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Biggest roller coaster, biggest whatever. Oh, well, for sale, if you're listening. Please send my products through. <laughs> I'm really out of pocket. You bastard. My house is a mess. I hope you get some hate mail. My beer's not cold. Director White, everybody. Oh, I'm God. trying to do my part for society over God. here. I'm only kidding. <laughs> really kidding but yeah speaking of Kuwait as well you know how many people have died building the um, football stadiums over there for the World Cup now was it them who were going to get stripped of the World Cup yeah man <laughs> don't get me started on it's that 20... World Cup's not this year is it no no it's, it's, it's uh... 2022 I think so yeah yeah yes yeah, 2022 so it's, a, it's a little bit away the Olympics hmm. are this year aren't they but um yeah, man. Like, if it came out in FIFA probably, like, a year ago or two years ago, like, how like, they bought the World Cup. And then those people got fired. And, like, I remember, I think... That's right, yeah. I think Raul or someone, like, one some famous soccer player was going to, like, take over FIFA, like, try and, like, be the chairman and, like, fix it all. And that never happened, obviously. FIFA's incredibly corrupt. Incredibly mm. corrupt. It's insane. I believe it. Yeah, well, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, isn't it? Well, we're on the topic of football. Don't. How you feeling? Don't do it. I don't want to talk about that. How you feeling? Rattle. Three straight losses. <laughs> Very rattle. It's not three straight losses. Three from four, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. Nonetheless, you can... You're talking about Liverpool. Shut your mouth. Everyone thinking out there. Ever since that kid, about. ever since that United supporter sent that letter to Klopp. What happened? He's have gone downhill. Didn't you know about that? He no. sent a letter to Klopp and said, please stop winning. <laughs> 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 and Klopp sent back a really... A nice letter back, but also a stern letter to say, we will not stop winning. <laughs> and here you are. Succumb to the pressure of a young United fan. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. Add that to your list of embarrassment in the last month. Anyway, back to your story, Brett. Who's going to win the league, though? You're obviously going to win the league. Yeah, so shut your whole mouth, mate. <laughs> One loss. We were going to be the new Invincibles. It was going to be ridiculous. You were. That's the key word yeah, there. I, I really. Were. I watched the game as well. I don't know what happened. It you was almost weird. had your ass handed to you by West Ham, too. Yeah, but didn't. What are you talking about, United <laughs> fan? Manchester United. It's all over forever for you guys. No, it's not. Who's that new guy? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to freeze. Gonna we're going to freeze Sir Alex. <laughs> and we're going to bring him back Just in like 10 Disney. to 15 years. Yep, yeah, with Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Same time. And uh, we'll be back on top for yeah. another 20 championships. Yeah, you won't be dreaming. Anyway, here we go on to the main... Oh, we're moving on to the main enchilada, right? the big enchilada. You uh, take it away, Cole. It's, been a, it's, it's a cold. been a big week, hasn't it? <laughs> it's it's, it's a been a cold, everybody. Big week of development. We love our cults here at Strange Ways, oh, don't can. we? We did one it's last Brett's week. guilty pleasure. Mm. White told me about this one. I'm just like, I looked into it for about 20 minutes and I'm like... We had to change the app. Yeah. <laughs> we had to rearrange our fucking schedule. <laughs> I'm like, forget whatever we're doing this way, we'll do this. We're just overriding it right now. Sorry. So... The Twelve Tribe Cult. Yeah, buddy. Mate. Big, big news this week. Police investigations, strike forces, raids. Where did it all begin? Go on, Wyatt. The start Where from the beginning. Did it all don't go straight into begin. the Don't go straight into all the goodness. Let's let's so, get a bit of an overview. The Twelve Tribe Cult. Yeah. Officially called the Twelve Tribes. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's a religious group. Started in America. In, um, ooh, where was it? It's in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, so basically this religious group, we'll call them religious group, we won't, just, we won't put them under the word cult. So they make their money through their cafes globally. So the cafes are called the Yellow Deli, and there's one in Katoomba. And they've got another name as well. Yeah, they've the got another one. Um, Common Sense, is it? Yeah, Common Ground. Common Ground, sorry. Common Ground Cafe, Cafe and Bakery in Picton. So they've got two Sydney bases, Balmoral House in Katoomba. Well, I should say three, actually. So Balmoral House in Katoomba, Peppercorn Creek Farm just outside Picton, which driven past there that many times and had no idea. And the cafe is just up the road. Yeah. I've always thought, you know what? Just stop in that cafe. It looks nice. Not anymore. I'll stay away from there. Let's go off topic really quick because this is what we do. Do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right in the intro. (laughs) Why don't you chuck a piece while you're at it, Brett? <laughs> Just real briefly, you know, yeah. Gloria Jeans is owned by um, Hillsong. Bam. Anyway, go on. <laughs> the coffee shop. You just had to ruin that for me, didn't you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Barrymore House, Peppercorn Creek Farm, and then there's uh, also a property they own in Bigger. B-I-G-G-A. Yeah. Not Bigger. Not Bigger. Bigger. It's in Inner, New South Wales. How are those, how's their cheese? Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, God. I told you not to do that anymore. Um, so yeah, it began in the, the US uh, and it was started by a former teacher named Eugene Spriggs. Mm. So he left teaching to begin talking directly with God. Yeah. He refers to himself as Yonick. Gave himself a new name, mate. He did, as they all do all when the they, do, they change, you know. <laughs> the normalities of life become irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so basically it's a hybrid of Judaism and Christianity. Mm. So, Eugene, he urges his followers to live their life through the First Testament. The best testament. Guided by the First (laughs) Testament. And from the US, it spread to Japan, Germany, France, and Australia. 
Yeah, get in there, Australia. It was back in the 90s, I'm pretty sure. So not only do they make their money through their cafes, is they recruit through their cafes. Yeah, they do. And then local markets, which would be pre-markets in Picton, Katoomba. They go into the new new town. They go to new town festival. Yeah, they get and a they all there. drop everything they have, link hands, and dance and sing in a circle. Little little circular dance, everybody. Oh yeah, and even, like, they've even been to the Royal Easter Show. Oh really? The Easter yeah. Show as well. So you never know how many times these people have been in your face. Yeah. So uh, so when followers first join, you got to hand over all your money. Give us all your shit, please. All your possessions. Give me that. Your wives are told to submit. Just submit to you, the <laughs> husband, the powerhouse of the family. Yeah, yeah. According to them. And you must cease all communication with other members of your family. Yeah. Don't need them no more. God. No, no you don't. Found God. Don't so, uh, basically, they have a saying. Uh, it's that. I'm just trying to find it here. Something as um, the the power of faith is greater than that of the bloodline. Yeah, I remember hearing that. That's yeah, how they yeah. sort of propagand, propagate, whatever, to get you to. Leave your families and everything else yeah. you knew behind. A very common trait. Scientology do that, don't they? Yes. yes. Yeah. So the main reason they come into the spotlight is their mistreatment of children. Yeah, here we go. So they're under fire for their methods of discipline. Apparently they hit kids with rods, work them at young ages, factories, farms. What about if the baby's wriggling? You gotta hit it with a stick, mate. Give it a little whack. Six, as young as six months old, you gotta hit it with a stick so it knows to stop wriggling. Remember the ex member that was the that um, yeah the dude. Oh, I forget his name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he's off it. He's like you got you got to reduce it to a primal state. Oh, that like was that the that was the ex leader. We'll get yeah, to him. Yeah. We'll get to him. Okay. Yeah. Let's not jump the gun. Oh, I'm so excited. Go we're, on. we're at the we're at the beef of the burger. Let's not jump the gun. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> as part of their. Uh, they have their own child training manuals. Mm-hmm. And as part of this, they actually released a video. The best title pro- video ever. <laughs> as promotion for, for the 12 tribes, yeah. like an advert. And it was titled, When the Spanking Stops, All Hell Breaks Loose. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, spanking everybody. So they're under fire for that mainly, but they're also under fire for their ignorance for like their medical care. And diagnosis. Yeah, this is where the humor stops. <laughs> it's pretty full on now. Yeah, yeah. So, especially childbirth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, when there's complications, they're told that they're not allowed to seek outside medical help mm. unless it's like dire situations. Mm. Um, so, they're not allowed to go to a hospital, they're not allowed to see a doctor. And then uh, a couple of the ex members have quoted the same thing, which is it's really strange that they all say the same thing. But they've said, uh, when the going is good, it's all about God and love and happiness and community. But when it goes bad, you're on your own. <laughs> Out in the dark. So eh? the cult says, fuck you. Yeah. Deal with that. Yeah. They're Enjoy. Using, they're using isolation tactics, what it sounds, but I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's they're under fire for that. And then, so basically what they have, they have unqualified people overseeing these major medical procedures. Mm-hmm. Just like checking on them, probably just, probably just, someone who used to be like a cashier at fucking IGA is now <laughs> advising you on your childbirth. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't yeah, it? And they, it, they say if you leave the cult, you ain't going to heaven, boy. Yeah, that's the kicker. <laughs> if you leave, just just so you know, you're, yeah, you're gonna be in hell. 
you're going to be warm for the rest of your life. There's even, um, back to the children, because this is the main part of why the cult's got so much attention, is yeah. like they have children that are four to five years old working in like candle factories with like hot wax. Mm. So Remember, there's just the like... story of the girl that was, that was the, I'm sure that's where you heard it as well. A current Affair, shout out to Current Affair, like in all oh, realness. Covered like they, they, they've been chasing this for about a year now. Two years. Two years, wow. Actually, oh, maybe no, maybe they've been going for a year, but the strike force for the police, uh, I do have the name of it, we'll get to that one, but that strike force has been, that operation's been going since 2018. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So they've been up their grill for yeah. two years. Well, but yeah. Yeah, someone's... In, uh, in Germany, police raided one of the properties and they removed 40 kids. 40? 40, 40, from finding out that there was substantial evidence for child abuse. Oh, not Deutschland. Deutschland. Probably not Deutschland. They don't fuck around in Deutschland. They got such a good record, though. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they tainting it? Oh, Jesus. Silly, anyway. So, um, so in comp- comparison to other countries, the Australian arm of 12 tribes, it's pretty young. It's tiny. Yeah. So I looked at a map, right? I yeah. went on their website today before the podcast, and just to see how many there were, because I thought they were only, like, when I started looking into it, I was looking at, like, old, like, like message forums and stuff with people talking about trying to get some juicy stuff, which I'll talk about in a second after when you when you got it all out. But there, there's so many of them. Like you go on their website, twelve tribes dot com, I think it is, and you just go to locations and then you like zoom out a bit. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're taking over. Did you get sucked in? Hey, are you going to give me a pamphlet when we leave this room? No, nah, man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to suggest to you that we should probably like we should go to their cafe one weekend. No, they, you, no, man. You, I guarantee you they would be on lockdown for at least oh, now next, they would. the next few months. Now they would, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back in like the 90s, Eugene Spriggs, or Yonick, he sent two American counterparts, uh, Scott Skaznecki, or they call him Chen. Chen. Or Shen. Chen. And William Nunnally, or they call him Nun. I think Scott's. William Nunnally is in charge at the moment. He is the leader of the Australian sect. Go, Willie. Yep. So they set up set up shop here in the nineties. Um, there's also new elders. They have elders. Andrew McLeod, they call him Ashir. Andrew Hundleby, they call him Israel. <clears throat> and Peter Baker, they call him Nathaniel. <laughs> All very biblical names. Yeah, yeah, that's that. So the best part and the part that really uh, rustles your feathers is uh, they don't pay wages. They don't pay superannuation. No insurances. No taxes. Nothing, Bretworth. You got to live in the dream. <laughs> How good so, is that for a know. business? Hey. Hey, no tax. No No tax. overheads. You'd yep. have a few overheads, but you're not paying your staff, so that'd be all right. That's it. And you know they'll be that cashed up, but they'll just buy everywhere. I doubt they're renting anywhere. Well, um, when a current affair spoke to the former leader, the uh, he now goes by the name Hans Skanecki, not Scott Skanecki. Hans. Hans. He um, basically said, you know, yeah, they escaped taxes. Mm. Work cover, struggle to deal with them. It's because basically there's no employees. They're all the boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he even confirmed himself. He's applied for tax exemption in both New Zealand and Australia before. He was sort of gloating about it, wasn't he? He was. The the grin on him. The grin on him. Yeah, 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 I got it for both. Before she could even like say, so that means no, and he's like, that's right. (laughs) No taxes. That's why we're here. And then you just feel everybody else watching a current affair, and I was like, "You fucking yeah, I reckon, man." I remember, it was big. It was big in the country about two years ago about the whole tax exempt for religion. Yeah, it, it will spike up again soon, surely. What do they call it? They call it a. Uh, he had a. Uh, 
what was it called? I'll get to it. So basically, Skarneki, Skarneki, I don't know, reached out to Current Affair after the previous news story that you sent me, the first one. Yeah. It was the first initial investigation. Uh, he came out on record about the 12 tribes. So he basically started in the cult to try and discover who he was because he was at the age of 23 and he had no idea what was going on in his life. Felt like he was going nowhere. No purpose. Just didn't understand what, what his purpose was, you know? Um, and then... I can relate. He doesn't deny that children were subjected to really being mistreated in Australia. And then he, the most shocking part of it was that he said he referred to the treatment to children as dog training. Dog training. Dog training. And then he went on further to say that it's it's all about reducing them down to a primal level. That's right, yeah. By beating them with rods. I don't remember the dog. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he followed all these beliefs, and he was, you know, he was in support of it until he had his own children. Then he's like, "I'm not whacking my kid." Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So kid. when he had his own kid, he's like, "Well, this isn't right." So then his wife left, took the kids, and then he left not long after in 2009. Yeah. So out the yeah. door. See you later. He started to question the behaviors of the group, and then he said, "You know, their lack of concern for medical care was just not on par with his." Yeah. beliefs in life so but that's, that's, the, that's the thing on the government has to step in at the end of the day like um exactly what we have here is a cult you can call them religion if you want why but i'm gonna call them a cult because that's what they are like that's a religious group yeah that's, that's, it is a cult let's be honest let's it's get that emotional word in there cult. sorry <laughs> it's a cult but like when people start dying i know you're gonna get into this in a second and mistreated that's... It's, it's when the government has to step in. They can't be like, oh, no, this is their beliefs. They don't think they should have medical yeah. assistance for whatever reason. Well, they're discouraged from seeking medical help. Yeah, but you know what it's like. Oh, 100%. You, well, the reason... You've it as well. It's, 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 a, it's a big pressure atmosphere. It's just yeah. like you're doing what you're told to do. You're not thinking for yourself. That's right. And they're all made to think that, you know, oh, God's going to come through and he's going to heal all the medical conditions. That's it. Yeah, they yeah. think God's going to fix the issue. Yeah. They even have, you know, they have their own uh, manuals for treatment. Their own manuals? Yeah, yeah. So they made it up with basically just herbs and essential oils. <laughs> and they have all these, like, life-threatening conditions, and they just have, like, a list of herbs and oils that can fix it, according to their manuals. It, it's, uh, I don't like using this word because it's 2020, but it's pure retardation. <laughs> it? it truly is. Should have just said the R word. <laughs> so anyway, like, the, the big thing that's coming out of this, in the uh, lack of medical care is the amount of stillbirths. Here we go. So when uh, the women are having issues during childbirth, they wait till it's absolutely dire before an elder decides whether or not they seek external help. Yeah. So Hans actually, I think he confirms himself that one of his children, was sub- his wife was subject to this issue with one- their third child. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when he's gone to the doctor, the doctor's recommended an emergency C-section, and then he's, you know, following his beliefs, he stated that, oh, this baby was put here by our creator, and if it's going to be born alive, it's going to be born alive, and he's going to bring it to birth. Okay. So, you know, and the doctor's just like, no, we need to cut her the fuck open. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she needs a C-section. Tell your magic man <laughs> that I need to put this knife in your... Wife's stomach right now. He's like, no, nah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 it'll be right. Everyone just calm down, be patient. So, yeah, 
Yeah, that'll be enough to make you go, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So go on, get to the meat. Get to what even got us, that even made us discover this. So, recently, within the two last days ago. two days ago, yeah. Yeah. So the police raided uh, the Picton sect at Peppercorn Creek uh, just out of Picton. farm. Just near Picton. Yeah, just outside of Picton. Um, on suspicion of stillborn baby graves. Yeah. They actually went there for paperwork and documents to substantiate previously made known knowledge about the cult. Yeah. So I would say that would be your introductory as to why are you here? Like, let's see your documents. Yeah. While we're at it, give me a shovel. And so they've been having this operation going for two years and it's called Strike Force Nanagai. Um, so yeah, they rocked up, looked for the paperwork. Then uh, they looked into the disciplining of children, potential child abuse, and then their lack of medical care. And then they're looking at unusual rates of stillbirths in the cult community, which has been reported. Yeah. So, you know, detectives from Springwood came down, searched the cult's uh, farm in Picton, excuse me, for about six hours, two days ago. Mm. Probably continuing the search the last couple of days. The biggest issue with that is, though, like they've got so much land. Like, I forget exactly what it was. I think it's like 50 hectares. It was some. It was hectares. I know that much. That's in Picton. They didn't even know about the bigger property. This is another one, is it? So bigger, bigger is where the that's where the, all the suspicion is at the moment. I've been seeing a few reports floating around, hearing a few things that that's where they found grave sites. Mm. So still not confirmed, but I mean, when you go off the advice or the interviews given by previous cult leaders mm. and telling you yeah. there was stillbirths, mm. what happens with the body? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know. So sad, you know? isn't it? So police are still digging. Yeah, but 50 hectares, good luck. Yep. Take your wall. So, yeah, how, there's no three, way to... three potential graves at Bigger. Three. Three sites. In, they're going to try and find three They have three potential grave sites at Bigger. Not what, confirmed. Do they, know, do they know the area of the 50 hectares or they just like... No, the 50 hectares is Picton. Yeah. That's the Peppercorn, Peppercorn Creek Farm. That's 50 hectares, I think. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that where they're buried? No. Oh. Bigger, Bigger is inner New South Wales. Oh, it's in Pico. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So that's where they reckon they found three potential grave sites. Wow. Crazy. Sad stuff, isn't it? Crazy. Crazy. That's what happens when um, cults just get to do what they want. Yeah. At the end of the day, Germany knows. Germany just bans Germany that shit. Germany don't fuck around, eh? They don't fuck around. I love it. I they're love like, it. Scientology, they're like, you're out. <laughs> the 12 tribes are like, you're out. <laughs> it's just like that. They're done. They're not fucking around. They're done. We could learn from Germany, believe it or not. Yeah, but we're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> or, got, sorry, it's advised against. Yeah. They we're still a bit sour towards old Germany. Yeah, they've got a lot of stigma about them, Germany, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. No need to get into that one. So once we discovered this the other day, I um I went... I wanted to go, like, didn't want to just, like, read news articles and so on. I wanted to, like, try and find something a bit different. So I found some, some stuff on message boards. And uh, I'll just read it. i got two go here that I've loaded up. So this is the first post, and this is from a guy. He said, I know more about the 12 tribes cult than anybody ever should. Ask me anything. So he has a little blurb about himself. I was a member of the 12 tribes community. Don't, very... Who is he? Has he got your name there? Give him a shout out. No, nah, no. Nah, it's all anonymous. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not anonymous, but it's just a username. Username, which is yeah. His name, yeah. 
I was a member of he knows who he is. 12 Tribes Community, a very controlling, racist and misogynistic cult for nearly eight years. I was deep into the movement and even got to know the leaders quite well. Ask me anything you want. I'm willing to disclose all the information I have about them and even embarrassing details about myself. But I'm just going to read one question and answer that he'd done, which I found bloody interesting. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, uh, what's the connection between 12 Tribes and Base Nectar? You know Base Nectar, don't you? The, no. uh, he's, he's like... Does like EDM and stuff. Yeah, he's like big in Europe. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, fuck, is he? Can you search that for me? <laughs> Don't people be in this league? Base nectar. Yeah, all one word. Anyway, the answer is uh, they have a history of following particular musicians around. Base. Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah. Great. He's Europe? worked with Ellie Goulding. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. He's remixed. He's remixed Ellie Goulding's song. Yeah. I think he's like. He's got like, his own website. Is it Deep House? <laughs> I'm sure he does. Yeah. BaseNectar.net. Is it Deep House he joined? Uh, I would say EDM. Okay. Dance music. Yeah, anyway. okay, here we go. Here's his answer. They have a history of following particular musicians around based on their impressions of the fans that follow those musicians. Examples of this are The Grateful Dead, Bob Dylan, Pink Floyd, just to name a few. The Twelve Tribes fan sorry, the Twelve Tribes view fans of these groups as being seekers, ready to hear the gospel. I can only imagine that it is the perceived will be the same connection with Bass Nectar, you say. So they they got every angle covered, haven't they? You know what I mean? As all cults yeah. strive it's, to do. Yeah. So imagine like going to a festival and like, having a bunch of nice people just like giving you food, like giving you weed or whatever, and you're on your way. I only say weed because here's another part. I found this one on a, uh, a message board for backpackers and hitchhikers. Uh, the, the title of the post was uh, 12 Tribes Communities, a warning. So mainly, in, this is in America, obviously, or not obviously, but it is. So mainly in the Northeast, but also in Tennessee, Georgia, and even Europe, there's this group called, that call themselves the 12 Tribes. They are really, really, like, freakishly nice to travelers and recruit them to their communities. Basically, they invite uh, you back to the compound and make it increasingly harder to, and harder to leave. Nobody is ever forcing you, but the promise of food for the day, weed to smoke, even though... <laughs> I came to find out that it's just something to keep people around. None of the people in the church actually smoke pot. And a little bit of cash is enough sometimes to deal with the weirdness. But then things get weirder. I've had friends told me that they were offered people's daughters as wives. Jesus. In most places where they have a community, they also have a deli slash coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. We know this. Yep. Uh that's at, their cover. Yeah, yeah. That's at, their at these restaurants, this is four years old. This post, anyway. But yeah, at, at these restaurants, the wives do all the cooking, cleaning, and and general work, while husbands are talking to customers and recruiting. They have zines that are directed at punk youth, with uh, bad brains, the misfits, and black flag logos on the front. But when you open it, it's all about their fucking weird religion. I just wanted to be warn people out there. Um, you're going to eat their food, they give you, go to the delis and hang out or whatever, but do your research too. These guys are fucking wacky. <laughs> so it's just the traveler letting fellow travelers know, hey. Man, I've heard how good their food is, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few people tell me, like, oh, that cafe's pretty nice. Yeah. Then I've started to question. Are it's my friends part of this cult? It's crazy to think about it, isn't it? Like, it's, it's such a great idea to recruit people. It's like, we'll have a church down the road. We'll have a little uh, little cafe just, like, a few kilometres away, and bam. We're on a current fair. They've done that, didn't they? Yeah. The dude actually uh, went to the cafe. Was it the one? Oh, that's right. Their producer. 
The producer went to the cafe in Katoomba, yeah. Yellow Deli, and tried to see if he would get get a bit of love. <laughs> yeah, get a bit, get poached, and he, he did. did. And then they invited him to their house in Balmoral, and he went. Yeah, what a G. Eh? <laughs> One Friday night, yeah. and he was like, oh, "I was just dancing and singing and laughing." And, like, oh, and then man. they were pressuring him to come back, weren't they? Saying, oh, oh let's see, see you next week. See yeah. you next week. He's oh, like, shit, man. I just came in for a coffee and here I am. <laughs> Next minute, I'm, I'm all about the First Testament. Crazy. Anyway, that's Crazy. A, that's 12 tribes for everybody. All right. What a, we'll what a, what a fuckery. Try and deviate from those cults in the future, eh? We'll yeah. give it a break before we next come week, back. No cults. That's a no promise, cults. everybody. Marie Man next week. Marie Man. Who's that? You'll find it next week. Oh, yeah. Okay, see everybody. See you. Bye.